Good evening, Monadnock Region. Welcome to Go Mo Tonight, the region's only local interest comedy podcast, bringing you all the issues in the area with a critical eye, heart of gold, and balls of steel. <laughs> I'm your host, Chris DiLoretto, coming to you from our virtual online space lounge recording studio with my co-hosts, Zoe Roten Heinzman. And Sam Abbott. And and Sam is is as energetic as I've ever seen him this evening. So we're gonna get a great <laughs> a great program out of Sam this week. He's getting getting more and more pep every single week that we record. Um That's true. So Thank you all for joining us, and thank you to everyone who has been listening so far. Um, it's been nice watching those um, numbers tick up. I mean, uh, they're they're already higher than they were for the variety show program that preceded this one, and um, we're gonna we're gonna keep on going. I I our hope is that uh, in due course, every Wednesday or Thursday when this show comes out, people are gonna be like, "Oh yeah, Como tonight's out." Let's listen to what those crazy bastards had to say this week. Um, and we will not let you down. In fact, I'm going to start off this week with the hot button topic that so far has not spilled over into the Peterborough group. Uh, it's mostly just been on my page, but uh, let's talk about, especially as we head into the season, um, let's talk about chopping wood. Do you guys chop wood? Tell me. No. I aspire to chop wood. All right, you know so you I mean? want to chop wood. Do you, do you chop wood, Joe? That's kind of thing you want to do. But. Is it? Yeah, I, it seems I moved, like it is. I moved from a house with wood heat into a house that didn't have wood heat, and I was like, "Thank goodness we don't have to do that anymore." No, no, I would never want to have to do it. It's the kind of th- I mean, yes. you know, I don't, I don't. A lot of things I don't have to do, but it's the kind of thing that I'd, I'd like to be able to do and feel, you know. Because it's just, like, there's something about it. Some kind of a primal. No, 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 no. It's like a primal, like, manly thing. Like, I don't know. I've done it before. It's actually, you know, it reminds me of a friend's house in northern Maine where it's just a wood stove, right? But out, I'll go out in the garage, and it's cordwood there, right? But I'll split the wood before I bring it in for the, you know, wood stove. And there's something about taking a taking an axe to a piece of wood that just, it's fucking exhilarating, you know? It's like, man. Now, see, what's interesting, so what's interesting about this is it's very consistent with the conversation that's been held around this subject so far, because what happened was (laughs) I posted on my wall. Now, and this is this is the part that, to be honest, I really wasn't expecting is it seems like there is a super high percentage of people who chop wood that do it because they like it. And that's really confusing to me. (laughs) I made this post on my wall saying uh, effectively I have never in my life shot. Now, what, and what? Okay, before I say this, I called it a hunk of wood. What do we say? Is it a block of wood? What? What the fuck is it? It's a hunk of wood. What do we? What's the proper term? Like a Charlie what, what, what was making kind of, fun of me about this. What kind of wood are we talking about? Well, so I mean, I'm assuming that it's what kind of what are we chopping here? You know, <laughs> you know, it's like I don't know what what a, it's a round thing of wood that you put on the chopping block and you yeah, it's a fucking log. Chris, it's a, a log. log. Okay, so yeah. chopping logs, chopping. A, I've never chopped a log yeah, of wood. Chop a log. I don't know if that sounds good either. No, in the context of saying it like that, it sounds fucking ridiculous. But it is. It's a little. <laughs> you know, it's a log. For yeah. fuck's sake, yeah. I don't know. All right. Well, so, you, well, you, nobody. I mean, a log, call it a piece, a log, a piece of wood. 
Yeah, peace. A log implies a length that I don't think is there when you're yeah, in the chopping stage. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, so I, posted, I was like, I was like, I was like, I have never in my life chopped a single hunk of wood or stacked it either. And you know what? It's great. Um, and so, I mean, I was being provocative, obviously, but like, what my impetus to explain to anybody who may have seen this post, and you know, um, probably already thinks I'm a whack job anyway, but like, there is a there is a rhyme or reason here, which is to say, and I, I know I talk about this fairly often, but it ain't easy to be a masshole who's who's transplanted here even if i've been in new hampshire for almost 20 years there's a you know i mean the people here smell like the mass holery on me it's not something i can get out it's not necessarily something i even want to get out but you know what is the most confusing to me often though is that i i grew up only 30 minutes from here right over the new hampshire border but the culture was extraordinarily different and one of the things that nobody did there, and what's funny to me is that there were people from Townsend on this thread giving me shit for not chopping wood. And they are people that I know for a goddamn fact did not chop wood growing up because nobody <laughs> in Townsend was chopping wood growing up. I knew these people. I went to their houses. They didn't chop wood. One of them lived on my street. He didn't fucking chop wood. N nobody did. Nobody chopped wood in Townsend. We all had oil, heat. You know, I'm sure some people had gas, whatever, electric heat, whatever. But oil was definitely the predominant normal thing. And, you know, and I also just want to note, which I didn't get into on the Facebook post, but, you know, for those of you out there who want to, you know, chastise me for promoting the fossil fuel industry, um, one of the only things that you can burn um, to heat your home that has more that releases more carbon into the atmosphere than fossil fuels is you guessed it wood. wood burning wood is worse for climate change than oil is so anybody who wants to chide me no 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 i'm the environmentally friendly guy here um but one of my ex <laughs> God. Jinx. <laughs> Already one, two, no. Chris, don't you have a fireplace? Yeah. In your new house? I saw you, yeah. you know, making claims about having fires and not caring how inefficient it was. This is a similar post, probably, to the one you're, you're doing now. It, it Provo was. Provocative yeah. is the word used to describe it. That's right. But because do, I, do, you, do, I, you, I, do you get the cordwood delivered or what? What do you do? No, I just, well, no, because, so, first of all, if I'm burning natural wood, I'll just go buy it at Shaw's. Uh, because, nice. yeah, sure, it's expensive, but I'm not doing it for heat. So, I'm doing it for decoration. So, if I you know, spend yeah. a few bucks on a little bundle. That's fine. But um, actually the, the wood smell um, from a, it's not a, there's no glass doors on the fireplace. So like the wood smell was getting to Kelly, which I understand because that used to bug my mother. We never burned real wood at, at home growing up either for that same reason. Um, and so we just used Duraflames and you know what, in a fireplace, mm. I don't care if it, Oh yeah, you're in New Hampshire living in the woods. You don't do Duraflame. But, you, know, <laughs> um, you know, what's awesome about it is that you stick the Duraflame in there. You light it w like with a lighter, it goes up in flames and it burns for like four to six hours. You don't have to touch it. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to do anything. And for a decorative fire in a fireplace, like for no heating purpose, if you just want to sit by the fire, that to me is, 
no effort, nothing. I just want the flames. Um, so that's what we do. Um, and it's awesome because we're in the 21st century. Um, you know, in, even in the 20th century, that's all you had to do. But anyways, a lot of my comments, you know, of course, oddly, again, in 2021, I was a little bit surprised by how many people took like the manliness angle, which I'm like, come on. Like, I don't know. I'm just, I, I don't, I, at my age, I am just not insecure enough that I'm going to be offended if you tell me that I'm not enough of a man for not chopping wood. Like, <laughs> come up with something better than that, you know? Um, but there was a ton of people that were just like, man, you have no idea how the full range of motion in your body that you use to chop the wood. It's like, it takes you to physical exertion extremes and it makes you feel alive. Um, I'm not exaggerating. People said that. Um, and that to me is just really bizarre because I am, I am fairly physically active. I don't oppose that. I do. I agree that being sedentary makes you feel not alive. I I'm also aware of that point. Um, but that's a very specific way of alleviating that problem. That is just not necessary. I don't know. I'll never be a yeah, property. No, I, get, I, get a, I go up twice a year. I mean, I get a kick out of it when I do, but it's not yeah, I I mean, make I a big, see big fucking deal about it either. You know, I certainly yeah. wouldn't want to chop like a cord of wood. Yeah. Rather fucking no. put a gun in my mouth, you know, but I mean, you pay people yeah. to do that kind of shit. But when I'm up there, it's like kind of rustic. I don't know. Yeah, no, I get it. You're, you're like doing a, um, it's, it's almost like, uh, what do they call that? Uh, like agritourism, you know, like where you go on vacation to like a farm and like you do a couple little farm chores. And, like, sure. Yeah. 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 It's kind of like that, kinda in, that in a way. Yeah. 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 Which is, which is, I guess, understandable. I mean, yeah, I also do just want to make the, you know, I mean, there's, yeah. I mean, I like my, I really do. I love my oil tank and like, this is, so, I mean, I have a problem and, and I, I, I've been trying to commit to drinking water to alleviate it, but like my, my, you know, my Mediterranean entity does not handle like the dry weather of winter very well. And it, and heat, artificial heat makes it much worse, but the absolute worst thing that I can be in the presence of is some kind of, I mean, pellet stoves aren't really great for it either, honestly, but um, just straight up wood, just, just using straight up wood for your heat, just like sucks the moisture out of me. And yeah, I, me too. I think it does it to everybody. Bro. Feel like a raisin. I don't like that. You mean fossil yeah. fuels, baby, or bring back the whale oil? I don't care. But um, there we you go. Know, sorry, yeah. that was controversial. Uh, what's that? What's <laughs> that? Was it Greenpeace that follows people around who say that? I'm gonna have. We're gonna need legal fees and somebody to protect me from Greenpeace. Uh, they're gonna come at me with their boats. Gonna bring their boats over. <laughs> Probably right. But, but the right, idea that we that. do need to no, the idea that we do need to bring to the Peterborough group is the is the hunks of wood calendar that someone suggested. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you won't make it in because you won't ever be doing the chopping. But I think that that is a, in general a great idea, and we should put that out. No, but you know what I should do? I should stand with. I should pose with like shirtless with an axe next to a block of wood for like the. Um, like the June month of the calendar or something, being like, no, you should shit. pose with your dirt. Yeah, with your dirt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, see, that's what I'm saying. I should be in the calendar. Diversity of, of viewpoints and all. Yeah. Absolutely. People here love the fairness doctrine, you know, it's just basically applying it to, to all matters. Um, 
But anyways, let's. Um, I do want to talk about um, before we get into local issues. Um, besides chopping wood, um, it, I gotta admit, everybody, it was a little bit of a slow news week locally, which does happen out here sometimes, and that's part of why we live here. Um, but before we go there, uh, let's just talk about Amanda Knox. Um, her amazing Instagram feed, why everyone should follow her. Uh, she's like the voice of, of our generation. And as someone said to me um, when I was talking about this online, um, you know, it's amazing. It's kind of amazing that for someone of her stature, she only has 91,000 followers on Instagram. Who, uh, who's Amanda Knox? <laughs> Sam, 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 come on. Who is right. she? I don't know. Amanda Knox. Followers? How many fucking yeah, let me let is me she, explain. Is she from New Hampshire? No, no, she's not. No, no, no. She is from the Pacific Northwest. No, this is this is this is not specific to the region. This is this is Why for anybody born. This is for anyone born between 1984 and 1990. You know, anyways, maybe not the late. What what year were you born? What Sam? happened to everybody? 1990 and after. Guess what, Chris? My fucking birthday is 1990. So, so you're in the I'm window. Out. Well, so I'm out of so, the loop. So, well, so millennial, the millennial generation kind of goes from like 82 to 96. So I'm saying like she more represents the older millennials, you know, those younger ones are a little bit different from us. But 1990, yeah, exactly. She was born in 87. So she's right, right, right smack in the middle there. And um, she became famous uh, back in 2007 because she was like an exchange student studying in Italy and her roommate got murdered in her apartment. Oh. And Amanda oh. was falsely accused at age 20. Oh. Uh, her and her boyfriend, who it's come out over time. Like, they call her her boyfriend, but like they had started seeing each other like a week or two beforehand. So they were like thrown together in history forever after like dating for like a week or two, right? Um, they were charged with the crime. Um, wow. Four years They later. were... And so, you know, the Italians, um, not so good at justice system stuff, really. Um, Definitely (laughs) not like the presumption of innocence and the type of rights that you have in the United States, like for a fact. Um, A lot of what happened to her would never have happened in the United States, frankly. Um, But she was convicted and she stayed in jail and she was um, acquitted in a second level trial um, but it should be noted that in Italy, un- again, unlike the United States, prosecutors can appeal as well. So if you're acquitted, like they can still come after you again. There's no double jeopardy laws there. Um, so she had at the time, and th- this was this went on for years. Um, she wasn't. Um, let me see. She was not freed until um, twenty. So she was exonerated by the Italian highest court in 2015, but she was released in, I think it was 2011, perhaps. Um, that, yeah, so that was when she was freed. Um, so she was in jail for like four years. And um, I forget who it was, but some rich American had like a plane, like gassed up, turned on and on the runway for her for when she was acquitted and, and freed in this to take her immediately back to the United States so that the Italians couldn't um get her again um but you know it turns out she was innocent now and i was a fan of amanda's from the beginning and not gonna lie not gonna lie you know 
part of the reason that Amanda was such a story and garnered so much worldwide attention and drew my personal fandom at the at the ripe age of like 23 or whatever it was is 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 her looks uh, amanda is a is an attractive woman and at the time you know she was 20 so she was like you know how it is when a, a, a really good looking young woman gets accused of murder um you you got you got a story there everybody wants to be a part of the story um and at the risk of of damning myself too much i mean i remember at the time being like I'm a fan, even if she did it. I don't care. Um, but um, she was my favorite potential murderer at the time. Um, but so she not since came back. Um, no, well, well, now yeah, I wouldn't follow her. I, I, I'm convinced of her innocence at this point. I, I legitimately, I, I truly, truly, um, independent of her attractiveness, believe she is innocent um, at this time. Um, and I think I that that is who, who the who the latest one that you're attracted to is the potential. It's murderer. a good question. It's yeah. a very good question. I need to I need to think about this a little bit. Um, I'm not really sure. I wasn't Gosh, a real Casey Anthony fan. Is that her name, Casey Anthony? I wasn't <laughs> wasn't wasn't really into that. Um, but I'll have to I'll have to think about that a little bit. But you know, so she came back to America. She's written a book or two, um, and I, I you know she so she's recently. Um, as I know this from her Instagram feed, she, she settled down with a fellow um, who is a writer of some kind, which I like. I'm glad she settled down with the writer. Um, very nice. You know, seems like a nice guy from the Instagram photo, maybe a little strange, but she's a little weird too. She's definitely, they're, they're a weird couple. They're, they belong in the Pacific Northwest. They're weird, um, but they're weird in a way that I like them. And the reason I brought all of this up was because she has done this crazy thing that I actually uh, feel now is maybe the best social media pregnancy reveal that I've ever seen because her and her husband were in, she keeps posting these super fucking bizarre pregnancy photos. Like in one of them, they're just in 1940s costume, like in other ones, like <laughs> in a lot of them, she's got this like sports bra on and she's got like no baby bump because it's too early. And um, you know, she talked. She talked openly about the fact that the prior pregnancy had a miscarriage and all this. You know, tragic, tragic stuff and everything. But what I've realized over the last few days, because she keeps posting like week this, week this, and they started at like week twelve, and I'm like, wow, that's kind of earlier than most people reveal a pregnancy, right? But then right before this podcast recording, um, I saw week thirty. So I'm realizing like. How pregnant is Amanda Knox right now? Like she must be just about to give birth. And throughout like the last like three days, she's been rolling out this sequence of incredibly bizarre pregnancy photos week by week by week by week. But it's the end. And none of us knew. You know what I mean? It's like this big surprise. It's like, it's like, oh wow. She's she's and I usually hate this stuff, you know, but she I've actually been charmed um by all of this. So I don't know which and 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 I call I called her in the comments and somebody dragged me for it the voice of our generation and that's a I say that with you know tongue firmly in cheek but at the same time you know <laughs> I don't know like Eminem I feel like she is a seminal figure for people of our age um, even though Eminem is a is an exer he's not in our generation but you know um, these people and their not always awesome fates are tied. They're bound up with us. Like the fact that Eminem has had such a shitty time the last few years, 
like we're we're on the ride with him man it's because he you know it's because he represents us and we're all having kind of a shitty you know it's rough for us out there you know the like the xers are going to coast on out of here before shit gets really bad and it's all going to be on us and it's tough and that's just like being falsely accused of murder in italy it's it's all symbolic man hmm any comments What's on What's going this? on with Eminem? Is he having a hard time? I haven't. I, haven't I think he's anything. having a little bit of a revival now, a little bit, because he, I think he's been doing some stuff and stuff, but like just the last, I don't know, 10, 15 like recovery, years. Recovery, relapse album thing, like doing that again? Or? I don't know. I, I mean, I think that was like, wasn't that like 10 years ago? <laughs> it was, but I'm saying, was, <laughs> yeah. are we just back in that R- kind of a loop? Kind of. Yeah. No, yeah. Like different. he's now granted, like, because well, he's a problem. Here's, well, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's kind of like that. I mean, here's the problem for Eminem is that like you can't be Eminem in 2021. Like you can't. Like there's no there's no room for that. Like he can't. There's nothing that that guy could do because like he can't reform himself. Because who the fuck wants to hear reformed Eminem? You know what I mean? Like like going all like Buddhist, like the Beastie Boys or some shit. Like fuck that. You know, like that would so, that would be so lame if he did that. Um, you know, um, so he can't he can't just like get religion or whatever you know what i mean or whatever um but he can't be himself for obvious reasons right now um you know um because he is violent and mean and look i mean even if we didn't get into like the homophobia and like the misogyny and like all of those hot button identity centric words um you're kind of not allowed to be mean in 2021 um and honestly i think that is his biggest barrier is is meanness and i hate that as one might imagine because well i i truly and i i'm not saying this to be self-serving i think it's true and i think everybody who knows me personally knows that at heart i actually am a very very kind generous and and benevolent person especially when like it comes down to it but I mean, I do, I, I am a caustic person also, and I have a mean streak. I, again, I don't, I, I never like to be cruel. And if someone is truly hurting, I never stomp on them. Like I'm not that sort of person, you know? Um, but I think that meanness has an important role in our culture, to be honest. And it is, I, like I call people who want to eliminate meanness, like advocate, and I have since for the last 20 years, I've used this phrase. Like, I feel like it's a, it's a, they're trying to create the kindergarten classroom world, you know, mm. where like where the whole world is like a kindergarten classroom. And that's just stupid. Um, well, I don't know. As a fellow mean person, I mean, people don't always know how mean I am, <laughs> but I like to think that I'm just a person with uh, really high expectations and good taste. Yeah. You know, that's Absolutely. how I see it. I like that. Totally. Yeah. Totally with you. Totally. And, and I, I like to feel the same about myself. But yeah, so I don't know what's going to happen with Eminem. Um, but, you know, I feel bad for the guy. I think Kim died. You know, like oh, Kim? Wow. Kim? I think she's yeah, dead. Yeah. The Kim. Yeah. Died, um, huh? So like his mom's dead. Kim's dead. Like his, um, you know, Honor of course, many dead. years ago, his uh, proof, his buddy died. Um, yeah. I don't know. I my heart. If Eminem ever listens to this, I just want him to know that I have nothing but empathy for him, and um, I am always rooting for Eminem, no matter what. And Amanda Knox. 
Nice. Can't wait to see what kind of strange name she's going to give that baby. Um, but anyways, um, so we, uh, we were going to talk about supply chain issues, but we are already well over time. So let me just take this moment to explain to our listeners what a great part in this program after looking at Amanda Knox, meanness, voluntary wood chopping and things like that to have a moment for a sponsor where I can look into this camera and tell our audience why they should buy this product, go to your store, attend your event, or do the obscene thing that you want them to do with my smooth voice. And, and as they, as they say, to, to quote from the Godfather, my Guinea charm, you know, um, <laughs> gets, the audience, which is growing, as I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, you've got a direct line here. Um, this isn't just like an ad in the ledger, or, and it's certainly not just like a sponsored Facebook post that people can scroll right, scroll right past. I mean, you have an active and engaged listenership here getting a message from no less trusted a voice than the Mr. Rogers of Peterborough um, or the Wizard of Monadnock, whichever title you wish to apply to me this week. Um, but so just to note, um, we'll put in our show notes for this week who and how you can contact Sam over here um, to sponsor this program. But we would love to have you on here. It's actually extremely inexpensive. And um, I think that the uh, your return on investment for sponsoring this program is actually huge because the expense is extremely low and the engaged listenership that we can deliver to you um, a niche audience, like exactly the people that you want coming into your store is unparalleled in any other digital or print mechanism available to you aside from say a billboard on one one but not everybody can be Charlie Donahue. Um, so no balls of steel, right? Balls of steel. Um, so that, so that's that. Um, so I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, on to our top local stories, which again, like I said, fairly light week um, this week, but um, the biggest story has not been reported um, either in our supposed paper of record, the ledger transcript, or uh, with our friends, um, no offense, at, at Manadnock Beat, but it's only been broken thus far by, um, and I keep wanting to say Damien Lindelof, um, who is, sure. which is a, a, a fake name of the creator of the leftovers, Damian Fisher, um, was a reporter. He writes for the, um, union leader a lot of times, but he also has his own website, nhreporter.com. Maybe we'll get Damian on the program sometime. Um, and Damian breaks this story that Peterborough has settled with former recreation director, Jeffrey King. Um, now for those of you who are unaware, um, King had a suit against the town for wrongful termination. Um, King was, uh, terminated, I believe um, at this point now, time is hard to parse. Um, of course, I have the article right here, but uh, yes, fired in 2019. So it's two years ago. Um, the The reason for his firing, uh, according to the town, was um, that for some reason they were on his computer and they found the pictures he had taken at the um, the pool, the town pool, which is run by the rec department. The accusation was that they were prurient pictures of very young, um, you know, preteen, um, teenage girls. That's the allegation. Um, no one, I don't think anyone's, I don't know if we've seen these pictures. Um, have they ever been released? Do you guys know? I don't, I don't remember seeing the pictures. It says they're published on the site, but 
Yeah, I think one oh, or two know. of them was was released. Okay. Uh, not in the context well, of this, I'm sure, you know, but so. yeah. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, some of them I think yeah. may have been posted on the Facebook page or something like that. Yeah, I think right, that's right, right. Yeah. true. Um, so in any case, um, you know, so he was dismissed and he sued the town for wrongful termination, saying that the town actually fired him not for being prurient, but because they had a vendetta against him for being associated with the Boy Scouts. Um, interesting, interesting legal argument. Um, but let's, um, so let's talk about the, the settlement here. Settlement was for the town would pay him $20,000, um, no attorney's fees. Now I, I, I hate that. I want to seem like I'm constantly explaining numbers to everyone, but I think I have to, because I'm sure that one of the reactions among the people of Peter will be like, ah, all our town money is gone. You know, first care, <laughs> 2.3 million. Next, we got to give Jeff King 20,000. Um, but let me tell you something, guys. Here's, here's the facts. Let me give you some facts here. Um, Regard in a, in a in a case like this, in a lawsuit like this, whether it's against a town, whether it's against a private employer, it doesn't matter. Um, there's almost always a settlement, and unless there is, unless your employer, like, I mean, unless they caught you like on video snorting cocaine at your desk while sexually harassing somebody, um, in that case, they won't pay you anything. But like, pretty much, and this is a good thing for people to know um, from a from a worker's perspective, but. You know, you sue somebody for wrongful employment. If you can find a lawyer to take your case, as long as you're represented by an attorney, you're almost always going to get some kind of payout. And it might be minimal, um, but they're almost always going to give you something because eventually, again, unless they have such an ironclad case against you that you are going to make an utter fool of yourself in court when they see that video of you, like, blowing the lines and smacking the ass or whatever um, at your desk on the clock. Um it's going to cost them more to fight you than to throw you a little bit of money and how strong your case is, of course, um, and how good your lawyer is, is going to depend on what that offer is and what you settle on. $20,000 with no attorney's fees is about as low as this ever goes. Um, this, uh, I would say, um, and I know some of you don't want to hear it, but this is an unmitigated victory for the town. Um, I don't think the town I've been saying forever that they're going to pay Jeff, um, regardless of the merits of the case. They're going to pay him um, because that's what you do in this situation. Um, and so they have paid him, but I thought he would get more money than that. And um, it's uh, the, the, the town did well. And, and what it probably suggests to me is that um, they, um, this would have gone pretty poorly uh, for Mr. King in court. And, and, it, and perhaps that perhaps, I mean, I have no knowledge of anything, but it's possible that if this were to have actually gone to trial, maybe they would the town would have brought some more information um that they've been discreet about thus far uh that might have seemed damning um probably not just in the civil court but in the court of public opinion that's just my guess but um what do you guys think about this 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 two-year chapter in peter rose history coming to a close any thoughts i mean so so i'm uh i'm now officially a member of the rec committee so Congratulations on your ascendancy. Thank you. Um, I don't. Who, who I don't know died? Much I can say. What's that? Who uh, died? Who died? Somebody to, like, moved to Ohio. Oh, I see. So that's well, you know, I'm, step I'm, above I'm, death, but not. not but much. you know what? Rest in power, nonetheless. 
going to Ohio. Bummer. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's kind of sad. Yeah. RIP. Um, that sucks. Uh, but so I'm glad that you're on the committee now. Yeah, but I want to I want to tiptoe tiptoe around. I don't know if our legal budget yeah. can cover oh, yeah. both of us here. You know, when it comes yeah. to well, and matters. to be clear, to be clear, any possible litigants out there, Zoe was not involved with the rec committee during Mr. King. <laughs> so, um, and, and and the rec committee, to also to be clear, has had no like the town doesn't like keep the rec committee like in the loop on the case with Jeff King. It's true. Um, we, we get kept, kept in the loop on very little actually about what's yeah, going yeah. on. As, 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 we'll, as, we'll discuss, as we'll discuss at the end of this um, program, which is coming up soon, but we'll go into it in detail. The, um, the rec committee doesn't necessarily even hear a lot from the rec director until decisions are already made. It's a very strange system. Uh, just to, okay. to clarify, we have an elected or no, excuse me. We have a hired staff town rec director who basically makes they're overseen by town administration and they make the final decisions about everything. We also have an elected recreation committee, which Zoe is now on, which so far as anybody can seem to tell is only an advisory committee and is not <laughs> binding in any way um, because the rec director doesn't ha- seem to have to listen to you or even consult with you on everything. <laughs> we, we, did, we did vote to approve a gift of some trees and shrubs. We've done oh, that's from here. Club. It is, yeah. 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 Nice. But Sam, it was a contentious vote. Club. I will tell you, it was a contentious vote. Was it to really? Accept it. Wow. To accept it. Somebody felt like uh, there wasn't a problem. They, they didn't, we didn't need any shrubs on, at the park. And that teens Which might hide behind them. Oh, the those teens. Those gotcha. teens making love in the park behind the bushes. <laughs> Right. Don't worry. Just send them a link about um, the fact that teenagers today like don't have sex or do drugs. Um, you know. Maybe but we need anyway. more shrubs. Whoop. Really. That's Maybe what it's I'm a saying. lack of shrubs um, that keeps them from doing these kids, things. Kids, yeah. you, you gotta honestly go out there and be a little bit reckless. The, the only time you can get away with that is when you're young. So do it now. You know, there's almost no mistake other than murder. Brian Laundry that you can make before age twenty five that you that you won't recover from by age thirty. Um, and, There's got to be a joke, a joke in here somewhere about what we were just talking about and what we're talking about now with the pictures and the prurient. Oh, Is that God. even the word? Yeah, that's true. Maybe, maybe. Oh man, maybe I, <laughs> I don't want to be the maybe one that, to say the may, joke. Maybe this line of thought is what got Jeff in trouble to begin with, allegedly. <laughs> Who maybe really no. I mean, maybe the Kiwanis Club is in on it. Um, to do with the oh shroud God, well, Don't implicate you your know? own group, buddy. Doesn't that like violate the law of the Fez or whatever? <laughs> um, I, I don't. Here uh, I, I'm like I trying I to distance myself from like things that happened two years ago, and you're like, yeah, the yeah, but maybe club. my club did it. They're nothing. <laughs> got a teen shrub sex ring going yeah oh god wow we are we are really treading into the into the shrubs um this episode maybe that'll be the episode title into the shrubs um with the into the shrubs with the teens um no um maybe though um but but before we move on though i just want to mention something that i think is curious and you know I don't know. I, I, 
it's it's I have no I have no knowledge of who at the townhouse actually um, listen if anyone if anyone of course um, making assumptions that anyone does but I mean why wouldn't they want to in fact the goal of this program should be that they feel like they have to listen to this program just to know what's being said that they're going to have to deal with <laughs> afterwards um, not to be mean they're my fr- my my I love the people at the townhouse I do I love town administration but um, if any of them are listening please don't get mad at me for saying this because. It should be obvious to everyone um, what I'm about to say. This I don't have any special knowledge, but this is just like like how again th- these are the facts, guys. This is how the game is played. Damian Fisher, uh, only guy to have this story about Jeff King. Um, go back uh, another. We're not gonna. I'm not gonna recount the entire because that would take another 15 minutes. The entire story about um, Linda. And um, Linda, the town, our esteemed town clerk, who I've gained respect for um, through her tough campaign that she won, um, when when she was hostile to her assistant town um, clerk Gail, um, and there was and, and the town was trying to act and couldn't, and then Gail ended up quitting and suing. Damien had all of the scoops on that as well. He had anonymous sources giving him um, behind the scenes details throughout that entire process and nobody else had it. The ledger transcript reporters had none of this information. Um, it was only, um, I'm going to say Lindelof, but Damian Fisher um, is the only one who had it and he had it on this website here. Now we're seeing it again. And if you very carefully, um, I'll put the link in the show notes um, for, 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 so the folks can see this for themselves. Um, and like I said, it would be great to have Damien on the show, even though there's no way um, he will answer this question. But um, if you read this carefully, you can see that he is basing his report not on any press release, not on any um, on-the-record statement, or even off-the-record statement from any officials or anybody on Jeff King's side. He is basing his article on a copy of the settlement which he has um why does he have a copy of the settlement um the um settlements are not necessarily public information now granted i think that the town eventually would probably have to disclose um how much it's spent on this in terms of um you know financial reporting and whatnot but clearly since they're not releasing a um a press release about this or anything like they're not eager to put this info out here. So, and, and I, and I'm guessing that whatever public disclosure they have to make about this is, has not been made because probably they have months before they have to actually put this into the public somewhere. Right. So granted, and if anybody's listening to this and can provably, whether you're Damian Fisher or somebody else can provably tell me otherwise, I would love to hear it, and I would I would welcome the correction. But it seems to me that the only way that Damien is getting the Gale information and the Jeff King settlement information is that Damien has somebody high up at the town, whether elected or hired, who calls him, who either calls him or takes his calls and speaks on background and provides him anonymously with this information i am not condemning for the record i'm not condemning whoever's doing this you should be doing this if i was in town administration honest to god the first thing you should do in government 
if you're in any kind of like public position is find a friendly press person um, because otherwise you're fucked because your enemies are going to control the narrative. Um, so read Robert Greene. You know what I mean? Like, God damn it. Have a press person that is, he doesn't say that explicitly, but if you did, you'd figure it out. Have someone in the press that you can talk to off the record or on background. So again, I'm not criticizing whoever's doing this. That's fine. The more information the public gets in general, I approve of. Um, but it's just interesting to me who is talking to Damien and I have no idea. I am not casting aspersions in any direction. Maybe I have theories that I'm not, I I am not willing to go out on a limb and say, because I don't want to get anybody into hot water here. Um, but I have no, I, I, I don't know. I have no facts whatsoever as to who is doing this, but I invite our, well, if you guys want to speak up and tell me who, if you think it's somebody, whatever, but I invite our listenership to just ponder this one uh, because I, I do find it curious. Do you guys find it curious? I don't know. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it's interesting. I don't have any accusations um, to make, though. Yeah, I know. We're always accusing somebody of something. I hope you guys sure. know this is all good fun. Um, <laughs> I will say... And I won't, I won't, I won't go down the whole line about it, but you know, um, mass holes like myself, we have to be able to laugh at ourselves more than people can do up here, to be honest. Um, and that's part of the general meanness and, um, ball busting of the culture, you know, because if, if now granted we're, it's also, it's not quite like the South, but like, you know, proper mass holery, it is a bit of an honor culture as well. So offenses can be answered with violence in, in Massachusetts. That is a probably less so now than when I was young, but that is a thing it, it, there is, there's more of an honor culture than you have in New Hampshire. Um, so you could get hit. And I, there's something to be said about that because there are things that people say around here that you just wouldn't say down there because somebody will hit you, you know, Um, and I'm not approving of the violence, but sometimes that makes for a better discourse. But anyways, there's also circumstances where, you know, you're going to get your balls busted and either the guy who's busting your balls is bigger than you, or it's just not a situation that actually rises to the level of, of threatening your honor so that you would, you would be compelled to violence, you know? And in those situations, you have to be able to take it. You got to be able to turn around and give it back or laugh at yourself, you know, which both of which I think are healthy attributes to have in life. One thing I worry about with this program is that it it is people around here are are often very sensitive to criticism and and occasionally will say things to me like criticism is bad, um, which is the opposite of my entire philosophy of life, honestly. Um, but we don't criticize just to be mean here. We criticize because criticism, I think I said this in one of the prior episodes, it's like, you know, like they say in the Bible about iron sharpening iron, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's tough, but that's how we raise ourselves up. I, I I am often a target of criticism and I welcome it because it makes me better. Um, so if anybody wants to get mad and try to cancel the show because we're too mean, just try to remember some of that shit. I don't know. Or hate listen to us because hate listens are worth just as much to us as love listens are, frankly, because um, that's the way the internet works. Um, 
Uh, all right. So uh, last topic for tonight, though, and this is a fun one um, until we devolve into our rec committee discussion. But um, let's talk about Halloween next. Uh, by the time people listen to this, um, Halloween is going to be uh, Halloween weekend is going to be a couple days away. And there's a couple things that we want to tell you about. So why don't you tell us what's going on uh, the Saturday of Halloween weekend? What's what's the event that people in this region, whether you have, this is kid friendly too. So no matter all ages, all family statuses, where do you want to go on Saturday the 30th? I think everybody listening will want to go to the Hancock Depot because there is an awesome, what, not a show. It's like, it's an event really. I believe, I believe the official name is Halloween bash. It's a bash even. Yeah. Yes. There's, um, Winterland is playing. Eyes of age is playing. And I don't know, most excitingly to me, the Monadnock underground cabaret is going to be presenting a little skit called the mystical specters of the night. And it's going to be a ton of fun. Yeah. Kid, kid friendly. It's an awesome venue in Hancock. If you haven't been there, you can, and there's going to be pizza. The pizza truck is coming to park outside black fire. Pizza. Oh, I, I, I think I might've even missed that fact. I would have highlighted. Yeah, totally. Yeah. We got the pizza truck this time. I love the Hancock Depot. I mean, it's, okay. it's literally the old Hancock train station. It's owned by the town. Um, and it is administered by um a uh, board of directors that i think is is either is appointed by the town or something like that and um the the chair of that board is um david young who if anybody knows david young a wonderful wonderful kind soul far less mean than i am for sure um he's a he's a musician he's a he actually yeah he's a chopping wood fan in fact he's offered me beer to go um to his house and chop wood there it's a kind offer, Dave. I love you. I'm going to say no because I can buy beer at the store and not chop wood. Um, but I can buy beer and wood in the same trip. Exactly. And, and, and pre-chopped wood. Exactly. Exactly. But um, David, um, along with his wife, Susan Lang, they're musicians. Um, David's the leader of Eyes of Age, who's going to play the second um, set um, that Saturday night. Um, but David and Susan also, so David plays with his band eyes of age. They do all kinds of awesome covers and shit. Um, but he also plays in a, in a stripped down manner with Susan and they, they go all over. I think they played at like the Keene farmer's market, um, multiple weeks. Um, they play at the depot. Um, they go around. I think sometimes they're over at, um, uh, the brewery in Troy at Monadnock Berries, which the, the name is escaping me. Pardon me, um, brewery. It used to be called like Moose Lick or something, but it's it's different now. It's like uh, Granite Roots. Granite Roots. Granite Roots Brewery. They play over there sometimes. Wonderful, wonderful people. Great musicians. They do a really nice job with this venue. And um, most of the shows that, we, that happen here... Um, some of the proceeds go to the venue, which is going to like, it's an old, it's an ancient train station. It needs roof work, um, you know, structural stuff. So the money goes to a good cause. Um, for those of you who are, you know, of a persuasion where you might like to, you know, imbibe a little bit, um, not pot. That's technically illegal in New Hampshire, even though it's it's basically legal for most of us. Um, but alcohol, I'm talking about. The venue is always BYOB as well. Um, so no need to break the bank. Um, as long as you don't get out of control, you can um, bring what you would like into um, the place. And it is, um, as I mentioned, it's kid-friendly. Our kids go. 
Um, there's a whole play area in the back, so they don't have to be like right up against the speakers or whatever. If you're worried about their precious little ears, um, but they can they can run around. Um, people are tolerant. There's it, it's gonna it's I, I, well I don't know it's a week and a half away, but we're gonna declare now it's gonna be nice weather. They can go outside with some <laughs> nice grounds nice there. Um, Come to the show, but Winterland, if you don't know, that's Seth Bag's band, speaking of town administration, um, one of his bands. The other bands, it's too late for us to promote this because it's in two days and um, the episode won't come out. But uh, Echoes of Floyd, the Pink Floyd cover band, is playing at the townhouse this Saturday night. That is one of the, the bands that Seth leads. The other band, which is less of a... I mean, the Pink Floyd band really reenacts all of Pink Floyd's albums, like note for note, like a symphony would. It's very, very impressive from that technical standpoint. Winterland is the Winterland, New Hampshire is the Grateful Dead cover band, and that is more freeform. And and personally, partially because I like the Dead better than Floyd, um, is a more fun band, in my opinion, to go see. Um, so they're playing the first set and, um, but yeah, the, the Monadnock underground cabaret, which is going to feature, um, myself, Zoe, Cheyenne Patterson and her son, Renzo, who's 13. So not only are kids welcome in the place, but we're even including them in the performance. We're going to do a little skit, uh, before the first set of Winterland, Winterland comes off the stage. We're going to continue our little comedic Halloween skit. And then Eyes of Age is going to play for the rest of the night. I think it's like ten bucks for this. You can't can't fucking beat it. So, come to the show, everybody. It's going to be great. Except and Sam, I, and this will be asleep. Sam will be asleep. Yeah. Um, but it, it starts. Let, let me just. I, I really should get this up in front of me. It it starts. Um, <laughs> rel- oh yeah, it starts at six p.m. Um, so actually they're calling it the Hall. Yeah. The Halloween bash, although they have two names for it. The poster says Halloween bash. The other one says Halloween extravaganza, um, at the depot. All right. I just, I have to say something funny and partially inappropriate though, because the graphic on this thing says costumes and there's going to be a costume contest, I believe. And then next to it says wood fired pizza from black fire farm. But I read that really fast. And I thought that black fire said black face. And I thought that it was a warning not to show up in blackface. Um, don't show up in blackface. Um, but please do get pizza from black fire farm. Yeah. But do get pizza from the place. But anyway, so um, I, I actually, I misspoke about the order of the set. So here's the deal. 6 PM doors open. Okay. Um, just prior to 7 p.m. is when we're gonna we're gonna do our acting. So please be sure to get there. Um, 7 p.m. Eyes of Age goes on first. Uh, they go off probably 8:30 or so. We do our second skit. That's when the costume contest is gonna happen. And then at 9 p.m. Winterland gives us a little bit of lift off um, with the tunes of the Grateful Dead. So this is gonna be a killer time. Um, and and it does uh, say on here actually. If you wanted to be an asshole, you could walk into this thing for free. There's a $10 suggested donation. Don't be that asshole, but you could. Um, and all the proceeds of this are going to the Hancock Depot. Um, so worth a note there. Um, it'll be a great time. And then the following night, Halloween itself, let's chat about this for five seconds before we have to let, let our audience go, is trick-or-treating in Peterborough. Sunday night um, trick-or-treating. Um, which... I don't know. What do you think, guys? I mean, Sam's kind of a non 
interested party in this because well, he's in Temple. Oh, yeah. Because you're not going to trick or treat in Peterborough. I was like, what? You don't trick or treat? Oh, you're you could, go though, right? Now that I say that, you could, right? I may. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Historically, it's either been Peterborough or somewhere over in the east. But I've all, my whole life, we've always traveled to trick or treat. We never really did the neighborhood that we were in. So. No, I mean, I mean, like Kelly grew up there. You can't. There's no place to trick or treat. Like, there's no. Well, even there's especially no here. There's literally yeah. nowhere you can fucking go here. And we live in the center of town, right? So did she. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, we'd so go to she. Wilton, yeah. walk around, you know, kind yeah. of greater downtown Wilton or go to Peterborough and pick, you know, Pioneer High or something like that. Um, yeah. We might go to Amherst, actually, this year. Interesting. We have friends right over in Amherst, too. So we'll see. Well, that's cool. All right. Well, mm-hmm. you know, we, we really are out of time. So we were going to complain about the fact that they announced trick-or-treating very late in the rec director's decision-making on this is very arbitrary. And even when David Young messaged me a month ago, uh, when he was planning this Halloween bash, trying to avoid a conflict saying, Hey, when's Peterborough doing their trick or treating? And nobody that I know in the town government elected or hired had any idea because it's all the rec director's decision by fiat. And she just hadn't decided until like a week ago, two weeks ago, maybe. I don't know. It's ridiculous. I don't like it. And she should, Announce those things sooner and not announce things like a rec committee, a rec department sponsored event to search, to learn how to search your teenager's bedroom. (laughs) What about the test? Listen, everybody listening out there, searching your teenager's bedroom for you and for your teenager is the opposite of recreation. And if we're going (laughs) to do that as a town sponsored activity, a different department should handle that. Like, I don't know, like the Department the of Authoritarianism or something, you know? The Department of Austerity. I don't know. Um, not the rec department. I wish the police we could department. Talk about the police department, which is kind of both of those things um, in a way. They are sort of the professionals of the austerity and the surveillance and, and at times unfun. Um, I don't know. I don't know, guys. This is a, I, I, I have, I have found myself controversially saying at certain points after, after the COVID performance and everything else, perhaps we should bring back Jeff King. Mm. Hey, I like Jeff. I thought he's a sweet man. I've always heard that he's a nice guy. I don't, I don't know him personally and I think he's fine, but I also think that he, probably made better decisions as a rec director than the searching of the teen's bedroom. Guys, also, don't go to that. You know, please. Don't, <laughs> don't go to the teenage bedroom. When's the dog parade? I mean, between that yes. and the tap dancing, you got to give her a little credit. I mean, it's, it's interesting. I don't think it's true. likable. But That's it's not interesting. Not this, this is the, there's a new there's a new program coordinator, and all of this is her. It's not even the uh-huh. director. Oh, it's oh. not even the director. Right. Oh, okay. Gotcha. It's disappointing oh. is what it is. Um, but we still love everybody here. Okay. And on that note, we got to go because we are like 20 minutes over time. I hope you guys listen to this whole episode and put up with us, anyways. Um, we are here from the Space Lounge. I want to give a shout out to our producer, Chad Patterson at Studio 117. He's been doing a phenomenal job, even compensating for the fact that we sometimes the sound has gone to Chad 
in relatively poor shape. And, and we are working on upgrading our equipment on this side, but um, Chad has just done absolute wonders for us. He's uh, a, um, a he's, he's truly a great guy and a, and a wonderful soul. We're going to say truly, Zoe? truly the sound Lord. You called him our producer. He's a, yeah, so he's I'm our sorry. Sound Lord. Yeah. I know I wanted, yeah, I did wanted him for a moment to sound professional, but he is our, his official title with regard to our organization at MU media is sound Lord. Um, he is available for additional production, sound editing, mixing needs. Um, he can do, I, I've seen his studio. It's pretty awesome. He knows what he's doing and, uh, it's uh, studio one, one, seven, com and that as always will be in the notes but thank you chad for everything that you do um, thank you zoe and sam it's been another great program and thank you everyone out there in the audience stay tuned next week for another fun program we'll have some guests on we'll have some more mr rogers talk we'll be a little bit mean a little bit critical but also showing off our heart of gold so until we meet again as always do everything you can to take good advice 